0: Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News.
1: I'm JT Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office
0: News. Now, fellas, first off, Happy New Year. Now, I want to know any New Year's resolutions for you guys. JT?
1: That's a good question, man. Just keep keep pushing, honestly, man. Keep pushing, try to keep bringing out good content. That's, that's the resolution.
2: Okay, I like it. Yeah. Neil? Yeah, I'm the same way as JT, obviously, I think keep delivering the best of content that we can deliver for all the bearcat fans and honestly something that we've been trying to push is getting our content out there so 2022 is a big year for us and we're going to make 2023 even better.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh for me, uh new year's resolution is just to continue uh putting family and uh, health first. I think that's uh the most important thing. So with that being said, Let's recap the Tulane game. The Bearcats defeat Tulane, 88-77. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? I
1: thought it was a real good performance overall. Um, had some adversity, played a tough team, and they, they got a double-digit win, man, um, against uh, arguably a top-four team in the conference. Um, they were at full strength. I think they had one guy out, but still, for them to do what they did at fifth-third was, was a good sign for this team,
0: personally. Neil? What stuck out to you this game?
2: I think what really stood out to me was the defensive game of David DeJulius. I think he really impacted that game in many ways. I know we have seen him kind of lock in on the defensive aspect of the game, but what he did in the second half on Jalen Cook was actually phenomenal. I mean, heck, I mean, you got Jalen Cook, arguably one of the top players in the conference to foul out with almost six minutes left in this contest. Took three offensive fouls there in the final. I think it was eight minutes of that second half. And, I mean, you can just kind of sense it all started right there with the energy of David DeJoyce on the defensive end.
0: Yeah, very impressive. I I was impressed with the Bearcat crowd. I thought it was a good crowd. You know, during the holidays, you always worry about who's going to show up, who's out of town, the students are gone. But I thought we had a good crowd. Uh, One thing I didn't like was – I don't think we turned them over enough. I know, as Neil talked about in the podcast before, they're guard heavy, have some good guards. But I think we only turned it over 11 times for them. Um, I was l- looking to have it, you know, a little bit higher, maybe the 15, closer to 20. Um, I think that would help us um, expand that lead a little bit. We had 12 turnovers, so we had one more than they did. And I think for this Bearcat team, it's a consistent pursuit to being a good defensive team I don't think we've got a great defensive team I don't think by the end of the year we're going to say this is a one of the great Bearcat defensive teams I think we'll say it's a good defensive team and they're still on that pursuit but there's going to be nights uh, where they have ups and downs defensively so hopefully we're able to turn some of these other conference opponents over a little bit more you listen to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley now tonight the Bearcats, or should I say today, the Bearcats take on Temple at 3 p.m. in Philadelphia. It's the first conference game of the season, and we want to remind all the Bearcat fans out there to visit Meal's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now let's jump into the Big O segment that's sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch, and key matchups. JT, we'll start with you. Who from the Bearcats need to play well and why?
1: All right, man, I'm going to keep rolling with DeJulius, man. Uh, He's been setting a tone on both sides of the court, which has been huge. And with him being a smaller guard, taking that last two games, he's taken on the best player and really did a real good job of slowing them down or shutting them down for long periods of time. So he can keep that up going against temple. Temple is coached by Aaron McKee, always a tough team. Um, that, that will be huge, man. I think what he's doing, I think he's going to have another 15, to 20 point game. And he's going to do play, help. you know, great defense on you know, the lead guard. And that's, that's super key for the Bearcats and it's going to be on the road. So, I'm looking for the Julius to have another solid game on both sides of the court.
0: Now, JT, you make a good point. You know, when you go play a road conference game, especially this is one of the first conference road tests, you need your best player to step up on both ends of the courts. So I think the Julius is a good call.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 and then in Philadelphia, it's probably going to be like 200 people there too. So it's it's going to be on the Bearcats to
0: uh-huh. bring the energy. <laughs> so like a 200 people yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They've got to bring their own energy and that's where a guy like the Julius steps up. Yeah. Now, Temple is seven and seven right now. Who do we need to watch from the Temple Owls?
2: Yeah. So Temple, like Tulane, is very high guards, Cleef Battle, who is averaging almost 19 points a game. He's a shirt sophomore. And then you also got to throw in another shirt sophomore guard and Damian Dunn, who's averaging 15 points a game. So really got to, hone in on the defensive matchups of those two guys. I mean, both of them are shooting well close to 42 and 45% from the field uh, through the first team's 14 games. So really got to hone in on those two guys uh, for Temple. But overall, I think it all comes to those two guards and how they run their offense. will be. Everything will be around uh, Khalif Battle and Damian Dunn.
0: The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, Neil, to finish up with you here, Um, offensively and defensively from Temple, what are we going to see and what do the Bearcats need to do?
2: Uh, Offensively, Temple's going to, like I mentioned, they're going to try to get their guards in play. I would not be surprised to see them do a little pitch, drive inside, pitch out, try to attack downhill early, create some open looks for their scorers in battle and done. But defensively, I mean, it's kind of hard to say what they will do full on uh, on the defensive scheme-wise. I I do expect to see a lot of man-to-man. I would look to see to come out them to come out and attack. I mean, I would I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them do a two three zone. I mean, we saw Ron Hunter do it there in the second half, uh, of the Tulane game, uh, after trailing big at the halftime break. So I would not be surprised if we saw a little two three zone. I, I mean, that's something teams are going to be kind of looking at, like, hey, if we go through a two three zone, you know, between games and you the second half of Tulane all throughout non conference, so. I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron McKee kind of throw some two-three zone looks in there as well.
0: Yeah, if you remember the Temple teams of old with uh, Coach John Cheney, I mean they were known for a zone. They, you know, we played Temple in my career. I think we played them twice, and man, that the the zone both times really we struggled. It was they had such long guards, long bigs. They were they were they were tough. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services for friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it. Come to Donahoo Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahoo Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit donahooaccountingservice.com. Um, you're listening to the Bearcats Hip-Off Talk podcast presented by Tax League. The Kenyan segment is sponsored by Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota. Now, this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win?
1: Bring the energy because it's not going to be from the crowd and then protect the ball. Um, keep it under 15 turnovers. You want it, you know, the lower the better. Um, I think they have to do that just because you're not going to have the home crowd if you do, you know, have these lulls that they could possibly have. I mean, they've been great on offense, honestly, ever since the second half of Xavier, honestly. So if they can keep that up and, you know, don't turn the ball over and shoot good shots. I mean, I feel like they've been doing a good job of not having a lot of bad shots as of late. So I think they got to do that. And when they you know, either get close on the rebound battle and win or win. So uh, I can't remember if they wanted lane rebound battle or not. Um, Neil may have to help me on that one, but you know, they have to they can't get um, dominate on the boards, which um, has happened, you know, in a few games this year. So they have to do that and protect the ball.
0: Yes. And I believe they won the rebounding battle. Is that right, Neil? Yeah, they did.
1: Yep. So that's two games in a row they won. So that's great. So you got to keep that momentum up and protect the rock.
0: Well, speaking of momentum, um, I think the Bearcats have had great momentum thus far. And why this game against Temple is important to me is because, we know, we've got a game against Wichita State on the road, which is always a tough place to play. And then the big showdown at Fifth Third Arena versus Houston. So that leads me to say, Neil, what do the Bearcats need to do to win big to kind of keep this momentum going leading into Wichita State and eventually Houston?
2: Yeah, so I think if you get that early lead, you have to keep your foot on the gas. I mean, we saw how Temple played us last year. We led by as much as 15 in one game, and we ended up losing 61 to 58 in the first game of the season back in January of last season. So I think if you really take that big lead, obviously Temple finished us last year with the 2-0 sweep. So everyone knows Temple's a hard place to go on the road to get the victory, so it's like we mentioned you gotta bring your own energy. You gotta set the tone early and you gotta hold on to that energy early. You can't turn the ball over, you gotta win the battle of the glass. Temple's a long, lengthy team. So they have the length, as we've uh, kind of briefly hit on, but you gotta win the battle on the glass, you can't turn it over. But I would not be surprised to see how ball's been moving lately. I mean, we just gotta keep the ball moving and win the battle of the glass and share the ball offensively. We can't can't make those dumb shots early in the shot clock or whatnot. you really got to use the clock and try and wear down Temple, and make uh, make them play inside. And I think if we wear them down, I think that will be the the key match up here.
0: The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, uh, earlier, JT, you mentioned Aaron McKee. And um, I, I do want to shout him out because he's one of the greatest to ever play at Temple. And I know growing up when I was in high school, there were a lot of really good Temple teams and – He was a big part of that. Hell of a player. Played in the NBA uh, for a while. And also on his staff is Mark Macon, who also played at Temple and played on some of those great Temple teams. Another guy that I watched growing up. And I think at one point, I think Mark Macon was I I know he led the A-10 in scoring. He might have been one of the top scorers in the country on a very good Temple team. Um, but he he was a hell of a player played in the NBA for several years. So this game is, a, I think, going to be a good road test. But what I would like to see from the Bearcats is this. I think two parts to this game that are going to be very important. One is the first half. I think we got to come out and we got to punch him in the mouth early because we're on the road. Right. And then the second half to start the second half, those first six minutes, we got to punch him in the mouth again. So the beginning of the game and the beginning part of the second half, we got to come out and we got to punch them early. Because, listen, whenever you go on the road and you play a team and you get up, they're going to make runs. It's just a game of basketball. They make runs. But if we continue to keep punching back and especially those two parts of the game, punch them early, I think we'll be fine. The Kenyon segment keys to the game is sponsored by Greg Hood and Beach Toyota, come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hudnitt at Beach Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and Beach Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor, and this is where we cover hot topics. So fellas, we're getting ready to start a new year. 2023, and I want to talk about Cincinnati sports, all right? Of course, we're going to involve the Bearcats, but I want to involve the Bengals and Reds in this conversation. So, uh, JT, we'll start with you, and I kind of know where you're going to go with one part of this, but for a Cincinnati sports fan, um, and I know you're a Bearcat fan, I don't know about your Reds, but I definitely know you're not a Bengals fan, but what okay. would you rather see in 2023? And, and just – Totally forget, throw out the window being realistic and all that stuff. Throw that out the window. Would you rather see a Bengals Super Bowl win, a Reds World Series win, Bearcat winning a football championship, or Bearcat Hoops winning a championship? Ah,
1: man, that's a loaded question. So I would say it would be a coin flip between Bearcats Hoops winning a championship and the Reds winning the World Series.
0: Oh, I didn't expect
1: that. Tell me why. Okay, so the Reds' favorite baseball team, and they freaking suck. Everybody knows that. <laughs> They've been sucking for a long time, stealing our money, and I don't care who hears that. Um, cheap cheapest shit. So, anyways, they haven't won a playoff series since, what, 95, I want to say, and I was in, you know, double digits. I don't even know if uh, Neil was born when uh, they won a, the last time they won. A, a, a,
0: wait, 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 J- JT. Huh? I don't know get you fired up now (laughs) how to get talk about the reds let's go get the reds
1: man because i love them so much and they just do you so dirty like but uh (laughs) but uh but then the bearcats win a championship so that'll be like on the hoop side that'll be dope because you know as much success as they've had you know history the historic success and anybody that has history lessons know they went to countless final fours and stuff like that it's just been a long time so if they won one that would be dope like as a grown-up to be able to see that and covering the team like that'd be like super crazy Mm -hmm. but uh yeah not and that's not being realistic right now but those would be the two and then the other ones we can kind of you know shake out
0: okay good I like that I like that Neil. yeah so I would have
2: to go with the Bearcats hoop championship just because we got to cover the playoff run last year everything that went into that experience the whole atmosphere every opportunity that came with it we got to do all the stuff to watch the team make history kind of felt like we were witnessing it all behind the scenes like everyone else was I mean we got obviously got to do a lot of stuff if not many others had the opportunity to but I think just the whole to see the whole campus really surround that atmosphere for the football team we know how crazy this fan base is at Cincinnati they love their sports teams the program, the University of Cincinnati, loves their fan base. So I think if they could get back to the Bearcat, uh, old ways, get to the Final Four, be able to win one, as you and JT mentioned, I think this campus, the city, would be phenomenally excited. I think they would be extremely happy for what everything they've been through. I mean, it would mean a lot for not just myself being a now an alumni from the University of Cincinnati, but it would mean more for the people in the city. So to think them get back on track and could potentially uh, go back and play for a national championship. That'd be, that'd be phenomenal.
0: The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 ways to mentor. Okay. So my answer is this um, now, listen, I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of take us uh, around some different ways to finally come to my answer. Listen, I know, In the landscape of college athletics now, for most universities, football has become the cash cow, right, for teams all around the country. And it's just the way it is. I mean, the way football set up the game day, uh, tailgating, you know, that's become such a big part of the financial impact for colleges. Um, But I personally, of all the, the teams I named, I would like to see Bearcats basketball win a national championship, you know, because I think it is as great as the football team has been over the last couple of years. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel that when when you see basketball is at its highest, the the university is at its best. Um, And, you know, Ohio is a football town. People love football. Football moves the needle. But, man, I just feel like the University of Cincinnati, and I'm biased, is a basketball school. And that national championship for the University of Cincinnati basketball program would, would just take everything, you know, to a whole nother level. Now, in a realistic world, I would say in 2023, a Bengals win, a Super Bowl win, would mean the world to this city from a financial standpoint and resource standpoint because, you know, you look at the Bearcats, there's the city split, right? You've got Xavier fans, you know, you've got Bearcat fans, and, you know, if the Bearcats go to a national championship game in basketball, Xavier fans aren't going to be really rooting for them. They can act like they can say all they want. They're not going to be rooting for them. But I think with the Bengals going to a Super Bowl uh, again and winning it, I think the majority of the city would get behind that from a from a financial standpoint or a, a resource standpoint. It's just I I think that would be huge for the city. And I would like to see it. now, JT, you being a 49ers fan, I know you don't uh probably care about that, right?
1: No, I, I I don't honestly long as the Bengals aren't playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl, if that happens, I I, I they could I want them to win actually. Cause I I mean I've been here so long. Yeah, that I'm like, you know. Sometimes like Bengals fans get like uncharacteristic because they've been losing so long and they don't like be <laughs> realistic about stuff. You gotta break stuff down. But like as a fan, a fan, I wouldn't mind them to win long but if they're playing the 49ers, oh for sure. I want them to get smoked. But,
0: you know that, that's but, you know that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I believe it. But if the, and if that happens, that's cool for me. But I mean, if they win, I mean, so be it. But I, I would I don't I definitely don't want them to win if they play the 49ers. That's you no know, anything hands their butts. <laughs> Yeah,
0: for sure. I, <laughs> and I'm like you, JT. I'm a huge Reds fan. Like, yeah, up in the city. Like, I think we grew up in a time in which Reds baseball, you know, you know, we had that. It's just like with UC basketball, the Final Four run and all that stuff. That's, yeah, that carried over for so many years. And I think the Big Red Machine carried over for so many years. And you got guys like Eric Davis.
1: Yeah,
0: Larkin. yeah baseball just means a lot to this city and it's kind of disappointing and sad to see that it's not a more competitive team and I think listen I think the Reds do a great job of being out in the community kind of engaging with the community obviously you know words were said last season by one of the owners that rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way but they've been really fan friendly I think in they do a great job with the fans.
1: You, yeah, obviously. I think. You
0: agree with
1: that, JT? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Besides, they do a lot of stuff in the community for sure. Like the Red Center is great. Um, overall, I mean, they do a legit job on the outside. Like the Hall of Fame and all that stuff is good. I The think Reds Red Community
2: I, Fund as well. Yeah. The Urban That's, Youth Academy does a lot of great stuff as well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty legit. I mean, even um, even Great American Ballpark is a real nice baseball facility for sure like so i think that part of it they take care of is just i think they're they're, they're taking all the profits that's the only thing like they, they wasted joey Vado's hall of fame career like i've never seen and they're like hiding behind that contract and it's like now it's not even that contract ain't shit no more you know what i mean like people getting 40 50 50 million you know what i mean and he's only getting 25 to 30 come on man they're just being too cheap but yeah
0: but they you know what would be really cool if 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 one day we if the Bengals can continue this momentum of uh, being a, a really good franchise, which I I think with someone like Joe Burrow they can do that. If the Bengals make a big run, the Bearcat football program gets on track, makes a big run. You see hoops. Wes has got them back rocking and rolling, and you know hopefully the rest can be. <laughs> it'd be awesome to have like I don't, I can't remember a time where all of them were in conjunction like doing really really well it's always a yeah. balance of we can you know and everybody always talks about the cincinnati sports curse which comes back you know, to the, the bo jackson the the Bengals hurting bo jackson they feel <laughs> sports been since that point but um it'd be nice to see uh our teams uh all doing well at the at the same time so we will we will see. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Mentor is a of 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website 93ways to or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley. Donahoo Accounting Services, Greg Huden at Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. And we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meal's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richford Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Once again, a reminder, I will be there live January 11th from 7 to 8 p.m. with Bearcat legend Lenny Stokes. I'll be interviewing him at meals before the ECU game. The Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So, for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit taxley.com to learn more. Now, we will be back with another new episode January 5th at 10 a.m., previewing the Wichita State game. And before we sign off, fellas, um, shout out again, Neil, for graduating college. Got to give you a shout out for that. Um, Both you guys, all your hard work in getting content out there to Bearcat fans. You know, I've run into Bearcat fans who love the podcast we're doing, but also very complimentary to you guys for getting a lot of content out there for Bearcat fans. So definitely shout out and tell fans again how they can get your content.
1: You want to go, Neil, or (laughs) me?
0: Yeah, so definitely thank you guys for
2: all the compliments. That means a lot. Uh, Thank you guys for continuing to check out the front office news and the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast here presented by Taxly. You can find all my stuff on Twitter at meyerneil 6 You can find me on uh, thefrontofficenews.com. You can find me on Instagram at M-E-Y-N-E-5421 as well. So we share a lot of stuff there. And we're just very appreciative of you guys of being fans of the podcast, checking out the content. So we look forward to 2023 and continuing to deliver the best content we can for you guys.
1: Yeah. The second way Neil said, yeah, hit up the front office news. We greatly appreciate everybody that checking it out. Um, and then uh, also follow our YouTube page. go uh, Hit up um, front office news, search it, subscribe. It's totally free. Trying to get us to a thousand, man. Bearcat Nation, help us get up there. We we close to three hundred now, so I think we're at two ninety seven. So trying to get up to a thousand or more, and uh, hit us up on a uh, Instagram as well at Front Office News and check out everything. So yeah, just like me and Neil, been grinding, and uh, hopefully everybody's appreciating all the hard work we've been putting out, and we greatly appreciate it, all the love we've been receiving.
0: Awesome, man. Keep it keep it going, Bearcat fans. Appreciate it. They see it. I hear about it. Uh, lastly, JT. Let's give a shout out to your son, man. He's hooping.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: How old is your son?
1: Well, I got two, so my one. that I'm going to his game in a little bit. Uh, well, he he's eight. So I got an eight and thirteen year old, and my daughter's eleven. Soc- soccer star. <laughs>
0: Sports family there. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Who's the 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 hooper that's hooping today?
1: Uh, my eight year old. So yeah, he's he's going. He's got got a pretty some good some good little handles, man he get be getting his ball on.
0: Will Neil be uh, doing the whole recruiting thing on him eventually? When he... It's
1: possible. Very yeah, possible. possible. Very possible.
0: No conflict of interest there at all.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> What's his name? Shout, shout his name out.
1: Oh, Zane. Zane Smith. Zane. Yep.
0: That. I like that. Yeah, yep. i gonna tell you this. So, being in a world of youth basketball for 21 years, one thing that's happened is – um, parents are naming their kids, you know, different names that, you know, aren't your normal, you know, John and uh, Steve and all that. And I appreciate that as a guy who runs a large basketball program, because we have 312 kids in the program and it's easy to remember somebody like a Zane, right? You remember that name and it, it makes life a lot easier. Cause <laughs> I, I mix up all the Johns and the Steve <laughs> and all that. So I appreciate that, man. (laughs) For sure, for sure. (laughs) Keep us updated updated on how your kids are doing um, athletically. We might have to do an update um, every podcast to see how many many points he drops and all that. Oh, and real quick, lastly, we'll end on this. I ran into DeJulius the other night after the Tulane game. The first thing he says to me, doesn't even say hi. He goes, (laughs) Meech, when are you going to have me on the podcast, man? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so, great he was pretty I, gassed up after that defensive performance he had yes he was no he you should, i'm serious I, I had a player i had a kid from that plays my program from molar the kid was like man he was like really excited i was like i know mm-hmm. so we're gonna make that happen let's figure that out um maybe sometime next week or before the houston game we, we just need to kind of figure that out i know the guys are on the road but we'll yeah. definitely I think that'll be a huge podcast for us For sure For sure, absolutely And we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode Of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk Podcast Presented by Taxi Go Bearcats